Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Welcome back to the podcast. We have brought back our guest, John Kohansky, because, you know, the first time around was so nice, we felt like we'd do it twice. Um, More than anything else, we needed to dive deeper to provide more value to you guys, and we just have more questions for him. So, uh, Harlan, let's uh, let you take it from here. Yeah. So, John, you know, you, you talked about going through the pandemic and how stressful that was on you and your in, in your marriage with finances you know having lost your job um and it and how it caused you to go through mood swings you know and a lot of people can relate to that they they have an idea of what it feels like to to have lost we talked about that in the last episode but it, it caused you to kind of have mood swings right and so i get the the question for me would be you know how does your wife feel about the mood swings or how did she feel about the mood swings? And then, you know, is that something that you've gotten past now that you're, you are, you know, employed at this point? Um, At first she, she was like, all right, I'm just going to give him his space, let him do his thing. Just cause I, she's like, I know him. If I keep pushing, it's just going to get, it's just going to get further and further deep into that. So I'm just going to let him do his thing and go hit golf balls, go do this. Cause that's the stress relief. But we also did, we would sit down and, you know, she would kind of bring me back down to reality a little bit. Like it's not that bad. We'll get through it. This is, this is just part of life. You're going to feel those emotions, whether you're in a pandemic or not, you're going to be happy, sad, angry, whatever. You're going to run through all of that. Probably could be in a day. Could be in a week, could be in a month, could be in a year. I mean, you're going to go through all that. And she kind of kept me more centered than if, if I was by myself or single. Like, because if I was, these guys would kill me. They'd be, I'd be on the phone with these guys all day, you know. But she definitely had, we sat down and had talked about how I was feeling and and my mindset trying to find another job and trying to deal with the finances. But She's 100% of, has been in my corner and has kept me extremely, extremely more grounded than I thought I ever would be with that because, you know, you guys know me. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I'm an emotional guy. I'm a fiery guy. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of tamed that quite a bit sure. in me. So, And so, like, the mood swings, is that something that um, she was aware of before you guys got married? Or is that something that is just 100% specifically related to the um, the pandemic? It's 100%, I would say, specifically related to the loss of job during the pandemic and the, the ever-changing world that we're living in right now. Whereas then, before the pandemic, I really wouldn't go through the mood swings. I, and like I said, I think it was every every week, every month that I kept getting told, oh, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know, we don't know with your job. That, that, that it was definitely 100%, most, I would say mostly the pandemic in terms of the mood swings and mm-hmm. 
just being angry and snapping at everybody and snapping on her for no reason. Even, you know, I apologize to everybody that I snapped on in the last 18 months and they just give me a big hug and say, dude, I love you. Sure. You know, so I 100% think it's due to the loss of job and the pandemic. Yeah. And I could see that anxiety is something that is rampant. I I think a lot of people experience that same type of anxiety um, doing during that time. And, and so you're, you know, you said that your, your wife was a support, which is great. You know, um, you know, all three of us have experienced times when we've needed our wives to, to, to talk us off a ledge, you know, figurative ledge and help us to, to see things through the, the brighter, you know, positive lens. Yeah. And, and, and we're blessed and fortunate to have that. And so she was there to support you during those, those 18, 20 months. Um, and she was, she was there supporting you and right there with you. And so I, I'll ask the question, you know, if she was sitting here and, you know, we were having this conversation with her, you know, would she say that you were also a support for her? And then, you know, what ways do you feel like you provide that support to her that she, she needs and she seeks in a marriage? Um, I definitely, I definitely would think she would say I did support her. Um, being that she's going through a health issue, um, obviously as her husband, I'm going to be there a hundred percent, especially going through that. I think with everything with the pandemic and her being, having to have surgery and stuff like that, I've been in her corner supporting her a hundred percent because it's what husbands are supposed to do. Sure. It's what we're meant to do. Um, I hundred percent, hundred percent believe she'd say the same thing that I've, I'm right there with her. Yeah. Fighting the fight together. It's good. That, that actually, I mean, that, so that could be an, an unaddressed area of stress, right? You may think, oh, I'm super stressed because I haven't found this job. But also in the back of your mind, you know, you're the person that you love the most is also going through something health wise, right? And I, I, I'm going to piggyback on that because. I believe in terms of, and she'll tell you the same thing. Um, when we're going to doctor's appointments and stuff like that, she's emotional because it's obviously she's physically going through some stuff that, you know, I can only read about in books and articles and periodicals and stuff like that. But I've been her, her crutch, her backbone, because I'm so attentive to what the doctors are saying because all that's going through her mind is, I have to have surgery. They got to take this out. They got to take that, this out. What if this happens? You know, I'm watching Grey's Anatomy and I'm watching them slice you from belly to chest. Is that, that's what they're going to be doing to me and stuff like that. But I've been like, babe, calm down. It's a, the doctor said it's a, you know, simple surgery. He can do this. This is not a big issue. We're going to get through it together. Like I was, the, I've been more of the calm one when it comes to that. Like, so I've been more of her stress relief because she could bounce those medical things off of me because I've paid so much attention in every doctor's appointment, every visit that we've gone to together. It, it's like we almost like flip-flop roles, like her with me with losing the job, being my support, and now me being her support going through the surgery. That's awesome. And that, that is marriage in a nutshell. <laughs> Thank you. 
People say it's 50-50, it's really 100-100. <laughs> and then if, and if the other and, and, and if the spouse isn't that 100, you're being that 100 it for is. the marriage and you're in it full time. So that's awesome. Yeah. I literally said that in one of my uh, best man speeches uh 2 years ago. <laughs> that it, it, it's definitely right. 100 and 100 right. and I was like if you if you can help it 110 110. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's just what it takes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and and that's awesome that you show that level of commitment to her while she's going through, you know, her her hardship. Um that's 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 what marriage is about. Especially you know? because she's having to go through that She's have had to go through that while I'm unemployed. So mm-hmm. she's worrying about finances and where money's coming from along with this. And that's why I've been so attentive when it comes to the medical stuff with her. So I can alleviate that stress from her right. as much as I can while she's worrying about the finances. Now I feel like being employed now that's taking some more stress off of her financially, having to worry about me getting a job where money's coming from. I'm going to have this surgery. I'm going to be out of work for six weeks, eight weeks, 10 weeks, whatever the doctor says. So I, th- I think that 110, 110 right there, that's where that plays into because we kind of have to help each We have to help each other. Yeah, yeah. So you, you say you're an avid golfer. I've, golf. I've never golfed on a golf course before. So you guys will have to take me out. I have, you know, you can do that. I, I, I would love to, <laughs> I would love to go. Uh, but you mentioned how, you know, you have your peace out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, having peace in, in, in places is great. I, I love a good outlet, you know, shooting hoops or whatever it is, whatever the outlet is to kind of get you back to center. Yeah. You know, kind of you know, something to, to, to relax you. Um, we all have stress. Um, but it seems like, you know, and you can kind of clarify this maybe for the listeners. It seems like your greatest solace, you know, your greatest place of peace is, is at the golf course. And, and so I guess the challenge or the question is, you know, are you able to find that same level of peace within your marriage? Or like you said before, are you still compartmentalizing those two places? Um, ironically, it's, it's weird because the funny thing is, is when my wife senses me getting stressed out. She'll say, why don't you go golf? Why don't you go golf? Clear your head a little bit. Come home. And, we, and we, we have our own moments where we're just sitting on the couch, you know, snuggling, watching silly shows on sure. TV and just being having fun and de-stress. It's like, that's our de-stress. Like, we watch funny stuff and I crack jokes and she's cracking up to the point where she's in tears. Like, that's <laughs> where... You know, we have that other anxiety relief. It's not just based on the golf course. The golf course is more or less uh, for getting rid of that initial anxiety. Because once I get on the golf course, that anxiety's gone. I'm I'm chill for the rest of the day for most for the most part. Right. And when I get home, and if she's stressed, I'm like, let's just throw on throw on a funny show and like just crack jokes and just be relaxed and and not worry about those stressors of life that you can't control. And I think it's with that, it's a, it's a, I think it's a healthy balance because she allows me to use that as a stress relief, but yet I still have that stress relief when I come home with my wife. Yeah. 
That's good. You got me reflecting on my own experience with that as well. Um, I know my wife has found me on the golf course. Um, in particular, when my mom died, I uh, remember feeling like I just needed to go out there and hit golf balls. And I wasn't out there to try to post a score. I was right. just, it was just out of smacking the ball because I, I needed that physical release. Release, right, is, is the perfect word. Um, and, and I don't know that she understood so much in the moment, um, but I, it, it was something that I had to explain to her. And so it's, you know, now something that she can, uh, can, I guess, understand more, but I think more to Harlan's point, I think I need that physical release in order to put my mind in a place where I can meet my wife and have a conversation with her. I agree. Um, because sometimes, you know, in your marriage, it's not an outside source that's causing your stress, sure. right? right? Sometimes there's stress coming from within, within the, the marriage. House. And um, I guess more or less, if I'm able to get that physical release, then I can come back to her more level-headed and have that conversation yes. um, become you know, a, a source of stress belief for her and vice versa. But I think I needed to learn to do that. Yeah. Right. Um, another point is I needed to learn to really have deep talks with my wife as well, because that's not like a background that I came from. And it was very hard for me to learn to do that because that was a co uh, you know a, a point of stress for me as well. Right. Right. That's good. And then when I got onto the other side of that, I'm like, oh, that's what that feels like. Like this is calming. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. okay. So I could just dump my mind to you, and like it's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, that was that was hard for me to to get over that that yeah. hump in our marriage. And it's good to have someone that you can trust, that you can just spill your guts out to. Mm. Absolutely, and, and they'll I'm, still love you regardless of what you spilled out. And I've, I've done. Listen, I've done the same same thing as well. I've I've come home and we've gotten into conversations, and I've just dumped everything on her, and the look on her face to be like, "Oh, geez, what did I get myself into right now?" And we would just talk through it. And ironically, you know what we would do? It'd be like a Sunday. She'd sit down and watch golf with me on TV. <laughs> she would, and she's like. I do it because I know you love it, mm. and it's it makes me happy because it makes you happy. Right. Mm. It's good like stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't get to ask you, John, in the last episode, but I think what I would like to ask you is on this side of where you're at, right? You've found a job, you're getting ready to start that up. Um, you know, all the the stressors you've been through, the ups and the downs, admittedly, you know, or self-admittedly of all the emotions that you've been through over the last 18 months. What's one or two pieces of advice you would give to other husbands out there um, you know, by way of better managing, you know, uh, everything that you went through um, and 
I guess, trying to do that while staying connected to your wife? I would say not letting things not honestly, it's it's gonna sound contrary, but not compartmentalizing your feelings of that anger and that anxiety of not having a job and stuff like that. And um just being able to communicate that to my wife and that's that's one of the biggest things is not being able holding everything in obviously retrospectively um was probably probably not a great idea for me because it, it just built up and built up and built up and I feel like other men within their marriage instead of letting it build up speaking about it when it's on your mind and sitting down and having an, an intelligent logical conversation with your other half about what you're going through instead of just letting it all build up. And then next thing you know, it turns out to be a full blown argument and you're not really working. You're not working through anything. You're just yelling at each other and nothing's being solved. So that's one of the biggest things I would tell people is to sit down and talk daily with your wife about how you're feeling, you know, not just at the end of the week or at the end of the work day, like, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm feeling some, some type of way, you know, let's sit down and work through it. So I'm not compounding that feeling. And then it turns into anger and frustration and other issues, you know, whatever they may be, yeah. you know, whether someone will go out and start drinking or do this, do that drugs, whatever. Um, biggest thing is for me was should should be especially now going forward is having like a daily reflection and having that daily conversation with your significant other could definitely make your day so much better and so much easier especially from the mental health aspect especially if you're you wake up anxious if i wake up anxious i like, i didn't sleep well i was anxious all night let's talk about it you know that's the biggest thing for me was 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 the is the mental health aspect of everything within the pandemic. And that's the biggest piece of advice I can give to anybody is sit down and reflect about it and speak about it intelligently with your other, with your spouse and work through it together instead of letting it all build up and just blow up. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. I mean, what you say is so spot on because I think sometimes we wait till something big happens to kind of address how we respond. I mean, for me, um, I'm normally a, mm -hmm. is it, is it worth talking about or is it just me being me? Should I even bring it up? But hearing you say this is a, another challenge for me to be better at when something comes up while it's little say this because I'm working through, um, <laughs> my wife and I had a conversation and, she's now pointing out how snarky I am all the time. And, um, which is good for me because it's an area that, I mean, we've been <laughs> married 13 years. So like, you got to keep getting better. Right. So it's like, you got to figure oh, out why or how, and it's like literally my regular conversation. But I know recently, recently it's been a high <laughs> stress kind of situation in, in my home. So, um, I realized that instead of me processing like, Hey, like this is how I feel or I'm super anxious. It's just like, 
any answer just really snarky um but not trying to be like it's just coming out in that space so um what you're saying you know if i had i do the same thing and been like okay like i'm feeling really anxious in this moment like what is going on um that would probably help me um just speak in a at a different level um, and bring it to my attention right because after in retrospect i'm like oh man that was right. like i'm a terrible person like i don't even know how to speak to people anymore um but so i i, I just uh affirm what you're saying um and i know it, it took kind of going through the pandemic for you to realize this uh but for me it's just it's a life lesson to take not just in a pandemic Absolutely. space but like apply it to my life now so thank you for that you're welcome just thinking how awesome it is to have someone in your life that who is able to like mirror to you the things that aren't super pleasing, you know, although it also could be like a hurt piece, right? Right. Because <laughs> like Sarge, you're saying like, that's just how you talk. Right. And it's, you know, I think it's not intentional and it's not hurtful. It doesn't come from a place of hurt, but based on the person who's receiving it, it could be seen as hurtful, but it's great to have someone in your life who could just say, hey, there's something a little off with you, like literally holding up a mirror to you and saying and holding you accountable to say that you're not doing this the way that you should be doing this or you could do this better. And then here's the hard part, receiving it in the manner which it's given. And then another part of it was Think of the bravery that it took for that person to be able to say to you that there is something that is off and they're expecting you to, to receive it and not react. Well, then this is off with you. Like you've been right, holding right. on, to, you've been holding on to something in your back pocket, just waiting to like throw that Trump card on that, or that, that spade on the table. Right. But they, you know, they've, they've given it in love. You've received it in love, in love. And you are at the point of like, let me process this and try to make the best out of situations are just that's pretty cool that's a good thing to have even though it could it's like a just shot in the gut yeah most recently for me <clears throat> and it's something that you know with within this conversation i've realized that i need to work on it <laughs> um it, it's been my daughter six years old right I, I come out with these snarky comments you know and it's never intended to do any harm or hurt her right but like you said, it's how it's perceived or received. Receiving. And, you know, she's brave enough and I give her enough space to just say what's on her mind. And she's like, Daddy, I don't like when you talk to me like that. My you wife calls I mean? me out on it. She'll say, she'll say I'm a snarky beep and be like, chill. I'm like, I'm just, just joking around. And don't be snarky. Yeah. You know, and in my mind, like, I'm just joking around with her, you know. Obviously, between right. you know us, that's how we grew up talking to each other, it, and it was encouraged, right? right. Like right. the the more sarcastic <laughs> and snarky you could be to each other, like the funnier the conversation was, right. you know. And like I don't know why I would expect her to be able to pick up on that nuance, mm. right? At six years old, all she's hearing is my right. words. Yeah, she's she's and giving what you're taking. Like, I mean, she's nah, taking man. what you're giving. <laughs> don't call me like that. <laughs> Understand the, the intent or the background of it, because right, like you said, she's six. Right. Like and, and that's what you're teaching her to do too is like hear people's words, hear what they yeah. say, like interpret it and blah blah blah. So she's doing exactly, exactly. what you taught her to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kids will do that to you. 
Dang, six-year-olds throwing it back in my face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, and so I and I can understand now, like why a little bit deeper why her wires are getting crossed, right? Like because she's got this image of dad at six. Yeah, you're still amazing. Super cool. (laughs) (laughs) At six, yeah, you're so cool at six. You know, he he loves me. At least that's what he says. But then he says this oh, is, as well. Good. Like, why would he do that? And it's different. That's good. <laughs> like th- those things don't mesh. <laughs> does your Does your wife ever call you out on it like that? Being snarky? No. Um, she more or less takes the role of talking to talking my daughter to, to calm her down. Like because she gets really upset about it, and it's taking me. I, like legitimately in this conversation, I realized like I'm messing up mm-hmm. and like to drop back to maybe even just a couple days ago when this last happened um, in my mind, I'm thinking like, of course that's not what I mean. Like you just need to mm-hmm. between the lines. Right. Right. Like how could I expect a six year old to do that? You know what I mean? So there's some adults that can't do that. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. You know, um, that's all comes down. I just gotta be better. (laughs) (laughs) Is the 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 short and long of it the snarkiness? Yeah, it comes out. That's just like you said. That's how that's how we all hung out and raised and were raised and talked to each other and and I say that to my wife all the time. I'm like, that's it's just how we talk to each other. You know, we crack jokes, we make fun of each other, we laugh about it, and we don't get angry with each other. So you guys don't fight ever. I'm like. We may have had For our what? tips here and there, but, but what do we have to fight about? <laughs> we ain't got nothing to fight about. So yeah, I'm like, no, we really don't. She's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm like, because we have such a deep connection from being friends for so long that it's just, it's normal. It's easy. It's just the flow of how we talk in our conversations and our interactions. And my wife will sit back and if she sat back in the corner and just watched us, she'd would be like, wow, y'all are snarky, but it's hilarious because you guys all feed off each other in a positive way and you're not being negative about it. Mm-hmm. And she always says she wishes she had that in her life because her best, like I said, her best friend lives in Bloomsburg. So they're not really like close in terms of distance. And they only talk a few days a week or a few days a month. Whereas, you know, I could call any of you guys like that and, be on the phone for we were on the phone for like 35 45 minutes the other day and she's just like man i i I wish i had that growing up and it may have made me more accepting of that type of talking and banter especially because i i'm i'm snarky to my wife and she hates it she can't stand it and i'm and i'm like that's just yeah how, that's, and, that's and i know i, I have to compromise because, on like, it you have cause, to because because right know your audience it's, it's, right especially if your your wife is that audience because she's the most important so it's like okay right. like trying to calm that down um because you know especially if she's made it known obviously if she's like passive aggressive about it or didn't tell you straight up but since she's told you straight up it's definitely it's definitely a place to you know, dial it back. <laughs> oh, she's talking to straight up. <laughs> do something that would consciously be like, okay, I'm I'm walking in the door. 
All right, got to take my snarky hat off. I mean, obviously, it's going to come out if you've done it, one, for so long, <laughs> and two, in your other environments. But she's definitely worth that, the effort to try not to do those things, for sure. Oh, absolutely. So my thing is this. How do we get there in our marriage, right, to, to bring it back to the topic of marriage? Um, and more specifically, not so much to be snarky, but the relationship that we have as men, right? It's, it's something that you said your wife is almost envious of, right? Right. Um, so my thought process is in, within our conversation, within this episode in the last, we've more or less like called you out on stuff. Oh yeah. Right. It Absolutely. It, it, not so many words, but you know, we, we did. And the feedback you've, given us uh, your process of reflecting on the things we said where we we differ in maybe opinions. Um, it was never like negative, <clears throat> but we still allow the space to like verbally punch each other in the chest. Like, right. yeah, bro, we think this way, right? And you're like, well, I'm going to disagree. And, and that's all right. fine, right? It didn't have to turn into an argument or anything. But how, how do we get to that mental space and allowance for that space within our marriage where, you know, my wife could just check me, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, like, I I feel like I'm there now, um, but that that was a process for us. Um, and I, I think I've even spoken about that on the podcast before. But, uh, you know, for I, I would say the two guys who are more experienced in marriage than us um, – what would be your advice to the to the listeners? Yeah, I, th I think the, the first thing that I would do, well, that I would encourage people to do is to understand that she's not attacking your manhood. Right. You know, she's not saying you're less of a man because you do this. It's just a behavior that she's seen. And who better to, to, to know that your ins and outs, other than God, than the person that you lay next to? Right. The person that you do life with, the person that you, you, you swore vows with, you know, the person that you decided to live your life with for better or for worse. She's the one who, who knows you. I don't necessarily give everybody the liberty to speak into my life like that because I don't trust them like that. Right. And if I don't trust you like that, then you don't necessarily have the right. Well, I guess you can say what you want, but I don't have to listen to it. And you're probably going to be wrong. So, you know, for me. The best thing I can say to encourage someone is to know that if she loves you and wants to win in marriage like we want to win in marriage and you've communicated a safe space like, hey, this is this is a, a space where you and I can have this talk. And if I see something that needs to be changed and we could let's talk about it. But if she brings it up, know that she's bringing it up in love and she's not saying you're less of a man. Because I think our our for me would be pride and ego. Because <laughs> even if you know, even if we've discussed that it's a safe space, if she says that I've done something that I shouldn't be doing, or you know, boy, I'm a I'm a, I'm a grown up. I can do what I want. Right. But but no, that's that's um, discounting or discrediting her ability to to want what's best, and for me to trust that she wants the best. Now, if we disagree, let's have a talk, and maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. And if it's if she's right, then she's right. Let me let me call it a spade a spade. 
And if she's wrong, then she's definitely not wrong. I, I, I'm just going to put that out there because she's going to listen to this later on. <laughs> Let's go. Does, does, well, your, is, your, is your wife really like, I'll, she'll admit when you're right? Is she really going to, does she fully say, you know what? You're right um, in certain situations. I mean, like the, our conversations, I think, well, I mean, that's a good question. There are there are sometimes when we disagree. Um, I don't know if she's ever said you're right. She I, might have said you could have that one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the words are a little bit different. But we we I think what's great about our relationship is that we're able to to come to the conclusion. You know, I, I mean, it's it's there's a verse that I really love. Like, how can two go together unless they have like like minds? You know, and we've gotten to the point where we just. There's there's there is a, a truth that we can both come to. And it's not her truth and it's not my truth. It is like what is the 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 right thing? The right thing at the right time. And if we can, you know, separate ourselves from what emotionally is driving us as individuals and then kind of come to that middle spot, then we, then there's no argument. There's there's no need to say that oh, H you're right or Trish you're right. It's just there is a right and we need to do the right thing. And so even, you know, that that's like a um you know, that back and forth about oh, I was right, you were wrong. We don't like we I honestly say that we've never had that. I have that that I have more you are right conversations at work than I do at home. Because at work there's no I, I don't want to say there's no trust, but I just, you know, there are times when I'm right and there's times when I'm wrong and I have to just say that, you know, hey, I'm wrong. Um, I always say to my wife, be tra- we're, we're so transparent. Like I want her to call me out if, if, if I'm completely wrong in a situation, whether it's I'm at the store or it's emotionally, I want her to call me out on it because I feel like I'm not thinking about it because that's just my personality. And she might not say the same thing because that's really not her personality because you guys know my, you've met my wife, you know my wife, she's very quiet but I have no problem. We, we both have no problem calling each other out on stuff, whether we're right or wrong. But we do, like you said, we come to an agreement. It's not your right, your right. No. You got to come to that equilibrium, that middle, that balance. Mm-hmm. And not because that feeds into the ego. And if she tells me I'm right, then my head's this big, you know? Yeah. Uh, I would say that's how I am. John, to your, to your point right there, how do you take that when she calls you out, if you're not ready for it, how do you process through accepting that? Um, it, it took me a little while. Cause you know, being that I feel like my fatal flaws are my ego and pride as a man, we've, we reiterated that a lot. We all know that. Um, I think through the dating process and engagement process and marriage process, I've kind of calmed that down a lot to where I, I try to keep myself in check more often than not. Um, but I don't, if she calls me out, she calls me out and it's like calling a bluff in poker. She caught me. She, she got me. It is what it is. I just accept it. You are right. And we move on. You learn our lesson from, said situation and awesome process um, it together yeah, and for our, or Brian, which when you asked the initial question, 
what I was thinking kind of mirrors Harlan, so I won't parrot what he said. But the one thing that it it how do we get there as husbands is to when we say what we say mean what we say, right? So meaning if we say if we tell our wives we want this to be a safe space for you to come and show me where I need work. We need to be consistently working towards um, harboring that safe space or growing that space, safe space. So when she comes with something that we don't want to hear at a time we don't want to hear it, we have to really check ourselves and be like, man, you're right. Because that was, that was what happened because we were in the office. My wife and I were both working from home at this point, and we were talking about something else. And I was very smart, snarky. I was like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And she was like, that was really snarky. You could have just said, this is right here. Like, you don't have to say you know it. Because obviously, if I knew it, I wouldn't have done it that certain way, right? Um, so that's a small <laughs> that's a small call out. But it's a small thing that is keeping me in check. Because we talked about it. And she didn't appreciate the way that I was being snarky all the time. Because now my daughter's being snarky all the time. Everyone in our house is snarky, and it's just this whole thing. Like, we don't want to. That's just not something that we want to do, right? So, even though it's it's definitely okay within our group, it's kind of like, how do you want your your legacy to be left? You know what I mean? Um, so, when she said that, I could have had an attitude, but no, I was humble, and I was like, man, like I really, this is like the third time, and like two hours and I really can't speak. So I really thank you for that. And I'm terrible. And she was just like, all right, we're going to keep working on it. So have you ever had times, Paul, where you've been snarky and you've continued to be snarky and let it snowball? Like in any way, like I would, I've had times in my marriage where I've been snarky and she's called me out on it. And I've been triply. I would say I, um, I don't think I'd be, I would double down on their snarkiness, but I would double down on not admitting that I was snarky. You see what I'm saying? See, I am, see, that's where we differ because I, I will admit when I'm snarky and being a jerk because she'll call me out on, yep, you're right. But sometimes there's those moments where you're just in your own head and you're like, I'd be yeah, twice for sure. Early now. in my marriage, it was more kind of like what you're saying, like, no, this is just how I talk. This is me. But, she was like, no, this is not how I want to be spoken to. So I'm trying to work on it. And we've had some other like outside, uh, outside things, outside challenges in our marriage, as far as just, you know, being a blended family and job change and all that. So that wasn't always the forefront, but this year or this, I guess in this last couple of months, it's really been like, you got, we got to rein this on in. Um, or I was like, I gotcha. need to rein this on in. Cause for me to really, for us to go to a different level, it was, it's now like the big things we've kind of mastered. And now it's like the little things. And, you know, there's a verse that says like the small mm -hmm. foxes spoil the vine. It's like the little things that ruin the bigger things. So we've gotten some of the big things down and this is like, you know, I want to take everything to the next level within our marriage. So how can I do that? Okay. Well, you said, you know, I've told you over and over, I don't like the way you're snarky. I've kind of dealt with it and I'm kind of snarky back, but let's just try to do better. Um, so that was kind of where we came from and that's how we're addressing it and moving forward in that space. So beautiful. Yeah. I've got this image of a, a, an old Western where they had to, uh, 
like check their guns at the door. <laughs> I feel like putting some sort of sign together for your house where it's like check your snark <laughs> at the door. Seriously. <laughs> I'm I definitely need something like not that welcome match. Don't be yeah. snarky, Matt. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. yeah, that was a good talk. Um, is there anything else uh, you guys want to pop up in this conversation? Any other questions? John, any other questions? No, I think we've gone through uh, everything with what's going on with me right now and my marriage and especially me being snarky. I'll be snarky to her later just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll be like, did Brian put you up to that? <laughs> no, actually, no. That's your life. She knows better than that. <laughs> Should be calling him. <laughs> what did you say to my husband? I'm not even scared because I know right. better. Right. That's right. <laughs> that, that thought will not cross her mind. But you know, I think the snarky thing, though, does come from, and I hate to say, dealing with mom. Because mm. my mother's snarky. My mother's a that, very, cool. very in your face. I'm going to tell you how I feel, attitude. She doesn't care. Five foot two, not, she will tell you whatever she wants, whenever she wants, as snarky as she wants. I think that's where I, that's where I really pick up the snarkiness from because my wife's favorite saying is, you're just like your mother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny because I was thinking about that earlier. I got an example of that lifestyle uh, from my mother as well, like just how she interacted with her friends. And, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking of moms, both of these moms. Moms, moms, moms was both, snarky both sometimes. Both of your moms for sure are, <laughs> man, that, that is the realest. Like they actually taught us to be snarky. Like they were, they were. Right. Um, and then they tell us, don't be snarky to the, your wife. The, the, the funny thing is they, I think they did that one that was their personality because they they're strong women. But second, it was like right. they didn't want to raise no punks either. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. right. So like that's kind of that <laughs> thing. And wow, yeah, I mean, that, and that's largely how my mom would interact with me and with my friends. Like, oh God, as you guys know, God, yeah. Like if we were doing something stupid, like she was quick with the wit and would just fire it at <laughs> like, you, man, and like. All right, busted. You know what I mean? You know, and you just, all you could do is laugh because number one, your boys are right in front of you. Like yeah. you can't just break down and be like, "Why would you talk to me?" <laughs> the cry with the paws. <laughs> so, and that kind of just bred this relationship that we have, or at least this style of communication that we have within our relationship. And I mean, I'm not mad about it. it not at all. It's sure. been fun over these years. Oh yeah, absolutely. I remember your mom's yelling, not. She'd be snarky as all heck walking in there. You didn't say hi to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Better get back here. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. All right, well, as we wrap up, I just want to say, um, John, you've been a lifelong friend, um, so we're we're so grateful that you came on the podcast and shared with us. Uh, we really value your experience, your being open to share with us and whoever listens. Um, and thank you, Heather, for being the real MVP. Uh, for, for dealing with John. But yeah, we thank you for coming on, for sure. True story. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it very much. I love you guys. Yeah, man. And um, just as a second, thank you. You know, I want to tell you I appreciate your rawness and your ability to share everything 
you know, um, and not hold back any from any of the questions that we had for you. So I appreciate that. Again, thanks. Yep, I think you'll help a lot of people today. Thank you. Whenever, I hope they, so. whenever they listen. I hope so. <laughs> right. I really do. Yeah, this episode's probably four or five weeks out. Just I'll, I'll let you know when the release date is, but just so you know, that's about where we're at. I'm sure my wife will want to listen. Oh, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. have her come back. Yeah, and then we need to do right. part three <laughs> to, see what, to, to see what she said. <laughs> like when she heard this, what did she really say? What was her thoughts? But it's been a pleasure. Perfect. Next. Wrap it up. Stick All a fork right. in it. That's it. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.